0: Uh, Welcome to another edition of Cultural Class Podcast, a podcast where we get to talk to interesting people from different backgrounds, uh, get to learn about other cultures and other people's experiences and interactions with other cultures. My name is Musa Yari, by the way, and I have another guest here today, Walton. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, hello. Thank you. Okay. So as always, uh, at the start of the podcast, we always spend the first five minutes talking about the Guest's
1: name,
2: okay,
0: because <laughs> there's always something in either you know the, the pronunciation, mm-hmm. the origin, why, or something you know, because you know, it's culture class, so we, we like to start with um, the identity of the guest. So, um, why Walton? Uh, I would, so I'm from Nigeria, mm-hmm. and when I hear Walton, I
2: assume it's a guy's name. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. is it a unisex name? how that come about? So, out? it's my last name, what's my main name? Um, yeah. and the backstory is that. I was really interested in vlogging and interviewing different people in the entertainment industry. So I made a blog. And I went by my last name. I decided to go by Walton. And the first interview I had was, he's like the rep for Diddy or
1: Sean Combs. The Canadian rep or something like that. Okay. And he was like, Walton, oh, I like that. Walton the Wolf. Like, oh, like Wolf of Wall Street. And I said, like, oh,
2: I like it. So it sucks. And it's, it's funny if you say, like, it sounds like a male's name. So when I was trying to get interviews, like, sending email pitches, they didn't know if I was a man or a woman. Mm. Um, So I kind of knocked out that discrimination um, in my mind. Wait, is there discrimination in that sense in the media industry? I feel like it's all types. of It's sexes, it's age, it's class, it's all of those things in media uh, and
0: entertainment. You know, certain industries, like, I know, like, for DJs... Um, I, I, I watched an interview with a female DJ and she used to say when she was trying to book gigs in the 90s, like, they go only book, like, real no DJs. Uh-huh. But uh, the Zoom is a little bit better now. I, but for things like interviews, I don't
2: know. Um, well, I didn't have any trouble because I just made a lot of connections. But it was always, people were surprised sometimes when they didn't know who I was. They were like, okay, well, then. But for sometimes with women, like, you kind of get like, I oh, no," know. Sometimes they don't take it seriously yeah. So I kind of Cut that out to the side. And like, hello. His email was great. Gotcha. <laughs> doesn't matter if I'm a man or a woman, but you I don't like, know. <laughs> I like that. I like that. <laughs> and my dad, like, so I grew up in like, a military family. Okay. So my mom calls my dad Walton all the time. Mm.
1: And it, it's just a thing. Like,
2: So she was like his drill instructor
0: in the <laughs> house. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Something like that. Okay, okay. Welcome to the podcast. And you also have a very amazing last name, if I say so myself. Thank you. So it's like Walton well, Smith. Yes. So, okay. my, my married name is Smith. Yeah. Gotcha. So, once I put this up on the podcast, I feel like, oh, interesting. That's hey. interesting. Hey. <laughs> hey. I, I listen to this. <laughs> okay. And thank you for being here. Uh, I know you recently became a mom. Yeah. Well, not recent. a couple months, I guess. Eight months. Eight m- months ago. Still mm-hmm. recent. And um, just taking time out of the day. This is a weekday. Um, to do an interview, I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And you drove. How long did you drive?
1: Yeah, like hour and change. It's all because of traffic, though. So gotcha. It took a little bit of extra time. No, thank you for having me. Oh, cool, cool. So where, where's
0: your son? I saw him just now. You brought you brought him in here, but he's <laughs> yeah. like downstairs somewhere. No, so he's
2: across the hall. he was my grandmother. His great grandmother. Um, so they they're just getting some bonding time this week. He doesn't live here. she lives in Delaware, so he's with him. There,
1: doing
2: I was like, not being allowed, I hope. Yeah, when, and when I saw your grandmother, I actually
0: thought she was your mom. Like, she looks young for a grandma. Yeah, she's well, she's 78, so I don't know if that's young anymore. But so she looks young. Yeah, she's but, definitely. She I has, thought she was your mom. I was like, when you said grandmother, I was like, well, so he's great grandmother. I was
2: like, <laughs> what? Mm-hmm. She has amazing skin. I Everybody in my family like, loves my grandmother's skin. It's
1: like chocolate is smooth.
2: She does it with her age. What does she use? Maybe I should get on the podcast. You know what? I think. Have you heard of Avon? Yeah, yeah. So of she uses all like all of these Avon products. She has plenty of Avon ladies in the church. So Avon is what I mean. I think Avon and Dove. What they call the um, the Avon lady or something? Yes, yeah, yeah. So I don't know what their like real name is. Like I don't want to be offensive, but <laughs> I just know that they sell you know lipstick, lip gloss, yeah. bath and body. Yeah, Avon lady, Mary Kay lady. Yeah, that used to be a thing back in the day. Yeah, it still is, actually. Like, is
0: actually Mary they actually doing really well. So give us a sense of your background, you know, on um, how you grew up. Um, where did you grow up? You're a local, right? So you
2: grew up in the area. I grew up, yes, sort of. So my dad's military. Mm. Um, I was born in Delaware. What branch? Army. Gotcha. So he's a retired major. I was born in Delaware. My parents met in Delaware. They were born in Delaware. But we moved to North Carolina. I was like six weeks or something like that. So I lived in Fayetteville, where J. Cole was from. Can gotcha. <laughs> okay. okay. so, you speak to some music? Yeah. Later. So I, I lived there for ten years and then we moved to Virginia. Um, we lived in Fort Lee, Virginia. Hated it. I hated it so much that like I I think I blocked a lot of it out of my mind. Really? It was just it was just like this weird house and it was just weird. I didn't really. I didn't compared to North, compared to so North have Carolina. So you not a bad down south. Love North Carolina. But I'm still trying to get my husband to move to North Carolina. What, what was so special about North Carolina? The food, the people. It was everything. It was the Southern the hospitality. Yeah, I didn't know the difference between Southern hospitality and then like the Northern experience. Right. So for me, like you're walking down the street, you say hello, you know, hi, how you doing? You get hugs, there's eye contact. That's normal. Everyone is your auntie. Right. You know, I go to church, that lady can give me a little strap on the wrist if I need it. That didn't happen often. But, um, it was just very family oriented place. And so when we moved to Virginia, it was kind of, it was a weird transition. Then we moved to Maryland. So we moved to Laurel for a year. And then we finally moved to Brandywine, Maryland,
1: to Southern Maryland.
2: So that was around,
1: I think I was 12 and I'm 28 now. Um, so I've lived in PG County kind of, for the majority of my time on
0: earth. Oh, yeah. wait, you've lived in PG County? Yes, yeah, so Brandywine is in PG County. Oh, gotcha. Right. We actually had someone, on, well, let me not mm-hmm. say reaction, because I'm not sure when I'll publish that episode, but <laughs> <laughs> we had someone from, I interviewed someone from PG County, mm-hmm. and uh, it was always fascinating to me, because when I watched, like, a documentary on, like, the wealthiest black mm-hmm. counties or neighborhoods or stuff, and yep. PG County was there, and since that day, I'm like, oh, I live close to PG County. Yes. <laughs> it's nothing, there's nothing like PG County. It's...
2: Yeah. Like, my aunt, she's from New York. Um, she comes down here, and she's like, does everybody drive a Benz? Like, what wow. is this? And it's no, that's normal for living yes. in where we are. My husband's from New York, too. He's just like, there's so many black people. I'm not used to this. This is, this is different. Wait, so many black people? Yeah. Even, from, from, even living in New York. So he lived, he's from Long Island, New York. Yeah, I was going to ask, right? From New York here. But actually, it's so... I'm surprised. It's very diverse. It's so many different cultures, so many different people. It's not like where he lives, this whole county full of Black people. It's not like that. So that's why I I I claim to PG County. I love it so much. I hope we can raise our son here for the majority of his life, if not North Carolina. Oh, you still want to go back? Yeah. Full circle. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. I need some acres of
1: land. Oh,
0: okay. okay. <laughs> okay. I'm not mad. I'm not mad at that. I'm from Nigeria, and that's the only thing they believe in. Like, you went to school, you did all these things. The elders will call you, Where is your land? Mm-hmm. Where, where is your property? Mm-hmm. And you know that's the narrative um, that's being pushed now in the black community, which is amazing. You know, own real estate, own land. Yeah. Um, that's the only way you can probably stake your clean.
2: Yes. Oh, to teach that. But did you have like siblings? Up? Yes. so I have a sister. Okay. She's 21. She goes to Maryland. That's why I'm wearing a Maryland shirt. Um, she's 21. I thought that was a Michigan shirt. Oh no. You... Gotcha. It's her. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> she goes to Maryland. She's um, majoring in behavioral sciences. And,
1: and MD. Yes.
2: Something else also. So she wants to
1: be a family and child therapist. Um, mm-hmm. So I she, she was she very sensitive. we grew up, like, very touchy-feely, very, like, just very sweet. Gotcha. Right?
2: Girl, so when, like, things were happen in her family, she would be very upset. And so now, as a grown person, she's like, I want to help other families get through whatever oh, we wow. want to get through. Yeah, she's awesome. She's, like, insane. Really, what's her name? Her name is Amira. Amira? hmm Nice. Yeah. I love that little one. Not
0: what is it with military guys and daughters? Like, <laughs> so my dad was in the God. Really, my, da- my dad was in the Nigerian Air Force, right? Mm-hmm. I remember, I heard it. Okay. Yeah, and my my youngest sister. I have two younger sisters, mm-hmm. and the eldest of them, um, I am what eight years older than her. Mm-hmm. So it was like me and my brother for a while. Like we grew up together. My my dad later remarried and all that stuff, but we grew up together and. We was in the air force and was a young officer so it was always like treating us we went to boarding school went to military school always was doing all these tasks around us. but once the girls came was like i couldn't recognize him <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and it was the same thing with my friends like um my 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 friends whose dads were also in the service mm-hmm. and they were ladies like that dad was treating them differently so I
2: was like when i was younger I was like why do we,
1: you have to treat us differently?
2: Yeah, from? unfair. We didn't get that, though. So my dad treated us, like, I guess he had boys. <laughs> Literally, like, take out the trash, like, very deal sergeant, cleaning room, which is, you know, not a problem. Um, but sometimes a little intense, a little intense cleaning, cooking. Dad, make sure we learn how to cook
1: they,
0: they tell you stories like I remember when I was in this base or that base No, I not remember not. when I had
2: just a toothbrush <laughs> I can tell stories like that when he was younger the stories that he will tell now is that your dad went to the war in Iraq you need to go and get me this I'm like dad really are you really using that right now? Well, he, I think if he went to an actual war, I think he can use that. <laughs> yeah, that when I was actually born. He was in um, Saudi Arabia. I think that's where it was. Well, um, that was just like a station. That wasn't war. Right? No, it was war. It was they actually the went to war on my birthday. Was that the yeah, I war? Born in Saudi Arabia, it was. Um, <sighs> I can't remember the name of the war. It was like the early nineties. We lost was It was. It was nineteen ninety-one. No, George Bush Senior. Yeah. George was the senior. Yeah, they actually. went to war. Um, so my dad was gone when I was born. Um, but yeah, he never really, like, you know, showed favor to them or anything as far as being girls. He was tough. He was just tough. My family would send all their boys to my dad. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Okay. there was no, like, oh, Was he the only one in the service in the family? He mm-hmm. only oh, yeah, brothers who were. Okay. Yeah, he has two brothers and two sisters. Okay. My dad was the only one who went to the military. And so, like, they would come to the walkthrough camp. That's what it was called in the second <laughs> The Walton Bootcamp. Yeah, it's so, so serious. Right? Really, you know,
0: Walton is actually a very fantastic. Day. You can plug in on anything. Like, mm-hmm. that just feels like Walton Bootcamp.
2: <laughs> yeah, so. No, no light-handedness with the girls, but he's super, like, soft now that I have
1: to Yeah.
2: Sure. It's a thing to watch. What about
0: professionally? Um, when did you go to school? Um I went to Morgan State in Baltimore, HBCU in the house. Gotcha. Um, How many HBCUs out there? I, I believe there are 105. Five? 100 That's
2: it? 105. Oh, 105. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So at the, it used to be like 121, but um, apparently a lot of them are closing down, unfortunately, for accreditation yeah. and uh, like funding. Um, but I, my, my father actually was to Morgan State, too. Um, I graduated from Morgan State, but I started at Hampton University, another HBCU in Virginia. Mm-hmm. But, did you envy his hundreds. Yes, yes, yes. So many people come from there. It's a great place. But I graduated with my bachelor's of arts in public relations, advertising, and media. So after college, it took me a long time to graduate college, like seven years, to be completely transparent. <laughs> but I did it, so yeah. Um And then while I was in college, I interned with the Grammys. Wait, it's the beautiful. Grammys is an actual organization? Yes, it's actually called the Recording Academy. Oh, yeah, I know the Recording mm-hmm. Academy. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. So they have different chapters. They have 12 chapters in the nation. And at first I was an intern for the D.C. chapter. And then like through just doing volunteering and working within D.C. entertainment, I was able to be the marketing intern in Santa Monica at the actual headquarters. Gotcha. And so from there, when I graduated college, I worked at their foundation, which is called Music Cares. So that was my first job out of college still being in the entertainment industry. But now, I work for a very small marketing agency, a black
1: woman-owned agency. Um, it's called b Carter Solutions, and I handle and manage um, different accounts for her and um, on the side of this social media.
0: And I remember going to the Grammy Museum in Nashville. Uh, was that last year or two years ago? I can't remember, but there's so much history. Yes, um, with the Grammys uh, especially in National Right City to to locate the Grammy Museum. Yeah. I, I never knew that Grammy had like uh, twelve different branches of all over the country. Mm-hmm. Um so what what do these
2: branches do? Um they're do they- like they support the whole community. So in order to win a Grammy, you have to be voted and like you have people have the members of the recording academy have to vote for your record or whatever it is. And so those people who are in that community are spread out amongst those different areas. Um, there's some international, but there's no actual, like, stakeholder for those people. Okay. Um, so, basically, an organization, a chapter, they hold events, they hold um, professional development events, okay. they do, like, contests, and they just make sure that the people in their area are well informed about how to become members and how to vote. They cultivate the local community. Yes, basically, gotcha. and try to um, uplift their local music scene also. So... I was very involved for years, and years. Really? Do we have representation in the D.C. chapter? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. So um, when I first, I'm a Delta also. Um, so when I first went there, they were, it was two women. Like, it was a chapter president and chapter nice. executive, and then like the project manager. And they ran it. They, they were running for
1: years. Nice. Uh, now
2: they're no longer there, but they worked in Baltimore, they worked in D.C., and then like they would connect with Philly sometimes. Uh Wale was a member of the D C Oh chapter. yeah, he's a he's a local too, right? Yeah, well, not anymore when, but he was a local. And there's there's plenty of other people that are Grammy nominated in the D C area. You just probably we
0: just don't know. Wait, so if I want to get like a Whiskey or a Davido or like an alpha Beats artist from Africa, does Grammy have international chapters also? They don't have international chapters. So what so
1: they
2: is- would have to join like First, they have to qualify, but those te- those people would have qualify. How do you qualify? You have to have a certain amount of credits. Um, right. So it's not just people who are like artists who sing, but it's engineers, um, publicists, Song um, songwriters, gotcha. all those people. You have to have a certain amount of a number of songs under your belt okay. that are certified by them. So like it has to be a certain time constraint. Um, it has to be like available on all streaming platforms. All? Whatever platform that they right. are looking for. Gotcha. It has to be available and so then with that, hopefully you're eligible to become a member. And then there's a difference between the member who votes for actual songs to be like, get a Grammy and then yeah. people who are just members. So it's people true. who are publicist and managers, they don't get to vote. Okay. But people who are songwriters, engineers, producers, they singers, the rappers, they get to the vote because it's their craft that they're going on. Like how many members do you think the Grammy has right now? It's about thirteen thousand. Okay. Yeah. And
0: from what you said, um, all thirteen thousand members are actual professional musicians. Like we don't have like if you just have a guitar and you play in a bar every <laughs> week.
2: No, <you laughs> not to necessarily qualify. a member. Yeah, you have to qualify. It's it's not like anybody can join. It's the Grammy is you know, an exclusive award, but they do make it sure they make sure that
1: professional or
2: oh, they try to some people can always think to the but okay. I think
0: they're cracking down on that now okay that's very good information because this podcast is listened to I was just talking to my last episode I was talking to uh, Natasha from Pakistan mm-hmm. and she was telling me what Coca-Cola is doing with Coke Studio Pakistan and how they take um, old ghazals which are like Pakistani folk songs and remix them into like music and they're performed by these musicians in Pakistan wow um, but it's just interesting to know that if people, because everyone, like, Covents a Grammy, especially, yeah. like, internationally. Like, in the U.S., people are like, eh. Drake is like,
1: eh. <laughs> it's
2: Like, yeah, I don't need this, but thanks, guys.
0: <laughs> yeah, so everyone really, like, there's still that prestige of mm-hmm. Grammys, like, out there. There's this certain validation that Grammy gives, like, mm-hmm. internationally. And just to know that they don't have, like, international chapters, I don't know. What's the next best thing, BT?
2: Uh, I mean, yeah, it's, it's hard. They have a Latin, like whole Latin experience. My they have a Latin Grammys. Yeah, but if that's all. They're 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 different categories for international artists. Gotcha. So, um, but it would be interesting to see them reach out to actual half chapters.
1: Yeah, yeah. But yeah.
2: Okay. So, yeah, I wouldn't say next first thing because the word is like our experience. Yeah. So. But that just ruled off the tongue, like Yeah, no, no, no. I get it. It's, it's hard sometimes because the Grammy is like this big old thing, but I appreciate the prestige and what they have, what they offer. Yeah. Is else doing. I mean, we have a but
0: we have the MOOs in the UK. Um, mm-hmm, I heard that. Um, we have the World Music Awards. Um, we have the South African Music Awards, yeah. the Headies, all bunch of stuff. Um, but that is kind of like a fragmented, yeah. Um, but it kind of yeah. like it brings it all together. That'd be nice. And, okay, so um, this podcast is about culture. Yeah. It's about cultural experiences, travel experiences, all that good stuff. So I'm gonna ask you a few questions about where you've been to, okay, and your experience overseas. I know your dad was in the military. Yeah. When? what was the first time you heard about a country other than the U.S.? And what country was that? Maybe it could be in, like, a history lesson, or your dad being to Saudi Arabia. Like.
2: Yeah, it had to be when I was, a, like, a little girl, and I I found out that my dad was there for my birth. So, wherever he was, I I don't know, if letter, maybe or not. Oh
0: wait, you guys um, moved from what North Delaware. Carolina? No, oh, Delaware to North Carolina. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait, six weeks? Yeah. Did, did you move as family with your dad, or was just like your mom? Yeah, that was to
2: all of us. My okay, dad, so my he came back just after. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. So, um, or maybe it wasn't six weeks because I think I was three months when I saw him. So whenever that, whenever he came back, I was you can remember when you saw him. No, 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 no. no, no I don't remember. But <laughs> today, I'm saying my parents, the stories they're telling me, it gotcha. was three months. Um, so whenever the three months was, um I think that's when we moved to North Carolina together.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, but wait, I'm lost the question. Yeah, the question was
0: like, what was the first country you got to know um uh, outside of the
2: US?
1: I think Saudi Arabia. I think that was it. Um,
2: just like being curious asking about how I was, like, raised, how how I came about. And I was like, oh,
1: your dad wasn't here.
2: But he it wasn't, wasn't like the birds and the bees kind of question. No, just, no, no. like, just I was just very curious. Like,
1: Mom, where are my
2: pictures? And why does daddy look like this? And so, like, I get, like, a little backstory of how he wasn't there. But it wasn't because he wasn't, like, happy. But he had to be at a war. Yeah. So then, like, I kind of began to understand, like, things were happening outside of where we were. But I didn't explore that further because I I loved where I was in North Carolina, and it's funny because it was a majority white area. So really, yes. Then, where in North Carolina?
1: Fayetteville.
2: Fayetteville? Well, I, I went to a Christian school, which are all the schools that I went to when I was in North Carolina. And I think I only went to um, where majority white, and I didn't even realize that until. Like I experienced other family members saying, Oh, you talk white I'm like, What? What do you even mean? Like I didn't even get I have a clear understanding of race until I got older. Um, uh, I think it was like third grade. This young lady said she wanted to take like some putty out of my hand because my hand was black. What? And even, yeah, I was wait, wait like, an actual lady or a girl? No, a girl, a girl. Gotcha. A girl, same age as me. Um so even at that age she had been she was brainwashed. Yeah. Gotcha. And you know what's funny? That family actually left the school. So my school was very adamant, like, we don't tolerate that. You know? And it was very few of us. It was very few black people there anyway. Shout out to your school. What school? Um, Cornerstone Christian Academy. Shout out to school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was like the first time I experienced, um, understanding that there was like, it was, it was a lot more to life than what was going on on family. Um, but in that moment, it still, it didn't hurt. Because I still had, like, no, like, okay, you don't want to take out of my hand, you weirdo, fine. But she actually voiced out because yeah. you were black. she she yeah. was, just,
1: okay. And, um, you
2: know, I told my parents, and I was I telling them, like, mom, she didn't take out my hand because, you know, she said she didn't want to touch my hand because it was black. But I don't know why she said that. And my parents were like, what? My mom grew up in a, well, she was born in a the segregated hospital. So oh. she was like, oh, no, no, no. Her great-grandparent was a
1: slave. Mm. So, yeah, they met that, but it was over. I'm getting too hard. on. <laughs> gotcha.
0: <laughs> gotcha. And when was the first? What, it, it's interesting, just on your point, it's interesting to know, to kind of like see the race dynamic. I haven't really spent a lot of time down south, mm-hmm. but from what I hear and from what um, a couple of people tell me, like it's kind of like in your face.
1: Yeah.
0: And in a way. Yeah, there's this argument of is that better? Because up north sometimes like it's not like out there, out there, but yeah. you still denied certain opportunities. it's kind of like covert racism. So yeah. is it better to know exactly what you're dealing with so you know how to move? Or I don't know.
2: I think it's, it's like a tricky question. Yeah, I think they're both terrible. I yeah, they're on the. You know, if it's in your face, still bad. If It's not in your face, it's still bad. Yeah. Um. Either way, you have to prepare for it. True. So. Like you have to. Add it. We, I'm thinking about how I'm telling my son how to deal with police. He's eight months old. I'm already thinking about that. So yeah, I I can't say one's better or worse. They're both terrible
1: to me. Yeah. yeah.
2: And it's funny because I I really didn't like notice like racism. My mom was like very big on history. Mm. So like we went to museums and like I knew things. But it didn't register until, like, I got older. And now, even I was coming through D.C., and I was like, wow, it's really white. And this is not how it used to be. It's crazy. Not that white is bad, but the way gentrification is happening, where you're taking out Black people who were here in the first place because you didn't want them to be where you were originally, it's just like, ugh, it's so much. Yeah, I mean, we can start a whole podcast on gentrification. That's all we yeah.
1: I mean, I've never been in the U.S. for too long, you know, but, you know, I already noticed uh,
0: a couple of things here and there. Let's talk about some of your trips abroad. Oh. Um, I know you were in Jamaica recently. Yes, yeah, that for my honeymoon. That was my second time. I oh, that was be. a honeymoon trip. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Was that the first time you went to mm-hmm. a foreign country? No, no, no. So
2: okay. um, my mom always tries to go out the country at least once a summer. Nice. Um <laughs> for me though, that does not happen. But your mom? My mom. Travels. Yeah. She she'll take my whole family. So gotcha. it like my mom, my sister, my grandmother, my aunt. But it usually it's my mom, my sister, my aunt, and maybe my cousin. I wasn't able to go a lot of years because I was in school and I was working. So like my mom, they've been to
1: Paris,
2: they've been like they've been everywhere in Italy. They they go all these different places, but I've personally only been to not only I won't say only I've been to London, um, I've been to Rome, I've been to Mexico, I've been to Scotland and Jamaica, and Jamaica. Been to Scotland? Yeah, my so mom and they actually, my grandfather was a marine, so my grandmother and my mom they and my grandfather they lived in Scotland when she was younger. So we went back to where they were in their little neighborhood and nice. she got to see like where they used to live. Um yeah. I guess my mom is really well traveled in my family. Um, this might sound like an ignorant question, but is that common in the black community? Um I can't you know what's so interesting. So I, I talk to the I'm gonna have to husband about this all the time. Like I don't like to generalize because I I can't I haven't even met half of the black people in the world, you know, Mm -hmm. or the American black people. I haven't met half of them. Mm -hmm. So for people in the military, it's super common.
0: True. True that.
2: For that community that I was in, like, yeah. And even with my friends growing up, I guess we came from a place where our parents were just able to travel. That's, it's normal from where I live at Fiji County, like it's normal to go out in the country. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, But like for my husband, for instance, he was like, what?
0: You want know, wear what? Yeah. I mean, most people don't <laughs> get their passports till they're in their 20s like, or
2: something. Yeah, yeah, you no, know, I had my first passport. I think I was 13. Um, and that was probably just a trip to Mexico. But yeah, my mom, she was very, my mom's an attorney. And she's just very, very big on like informing us about the world, um, letting us know that there's more to what we see, letting exactly. us know our history. My mom is so big on history and our family history. So like, I just, I've always known things and I've always been placed and experienced things Like she could drag us to (laughs) museums. And I didn't appreciate it until later. Like, Mom, I can't believe that she's like, Oh you're (laughs) listening now. Okay, fifteen years later, okay. But yeah, so I I think it really was. But as far as like my community in PC County, it's it's pretty normal for us to be going like out of the country. Tell me about this Jamaican trip, right? Like, that was a honeymoon trip. Yes. Obviously, how long were you in Jamaica? You <laughs> we were there for seven days. Well, he was there for five days. I was there for seven. My husband had to work, so he can't wait. What do you do?
0: Like, when most people go to Jamaica, I would imagine like they stay on the resort and yeah. most people just like stick to the resort. Did you get to do anything besides
1: we did. the um, beach?
2: So we went bamboo resting.
1: For real,
2: and that was in like a little a little country town in Jamaica. It was very nice. Um, I don't see a lot of people bamboo rafting when they go to Jamaica. Now. I haven't seen anyone <laughs> bamboo rafting in Jamaica <laughs> before. Oh well, yeah, actually, I didn't know they did that in Jamaica. I was trying to find like unique trips for us to do. We only got to do bamboo rafting, and then like we did a little bit of shopping. But the when I go on vacation, I go to sleep. What? Oh, so it's like a vacation, vacation. You yeah. are nice. my husband, he was he was out in the morning before I even woke up, and would be back by the time I woke up. And he would like explore, and he went all these different places. I can't even tell you where he went because I don't know I was sleeping.
0: I mean, in his defense, like you have been
2: traveling since you were thirteen. Right? <laughs> True. <laughs> so you're probably like. <laughs> True. Yeah. I didn't even think about like that. Yeah, and that's my second time in my bay. So the first time I went, I went in. With my sorority sisters and like what AT, like ATVs, like the four wheelers. Oh, okay, okay, four cool. so We did that in a little forest area, which was really fun. Um, I would never ride an ATV again, but <laughs> Why? Yeah, I, I'll never drive one again. And I never did. Like, I mean, even went to Mexico after that. My sister and she drove, and I read on the back. Because so it's just not for me. It's not. Well, it has, it has four wheels. You I, drive. You drove here in the car. You know what? I am scared. I was scared, like, it was so close to the ground, and it was just not the experience that I thought, gotcha. um, but it was fun, you know, for the first time, and now nah, I'm
0: not driving that damn thing. <laughs> gotcha. I've always wanted to interview a Jamaican, because I've always wanted to interview a Jamaican where he or she's speaking patois and I'm speaking English, because mm. I've not been able to, like, I don't even want to say because I'll just sound... <laughs> they right. Exactly. Yeah, no, I get that. Um my husband's family is make Connecticut. Oh, nice. Yeah. Does he speak Italian? No. He's from New York, so
2: Yeah.
1: The boy like
2: is the mom does. Get that and then um also his grandfather.
1: Um so yeah, like very
2: happy to make that.
0: accent. And I actually want to like study like Patua and Creole. Mm-hmm. Yes, Creole. Um, those two languages because we have something similar in Nigeria and parts of West Africa called pidgin English, mm-hmm. which is English but it's English modified to fit like the local scene, mm-hmm. and it's understood by what 90 percent of people in Nigeria. Oh wow. and Even though we have our own like individual dialects and languages yeah, with yeah. different tribes, yeah. yeah, that's like a bridge across the all Like, why don't we just structure this, teach it, make yeah. it transferable, that kind. Thing, but it's very difficult to sell. But you know, hopefully,
2: millionaires can make something happen, we always make things happen. So that would be great. I, we're trying to learn a few languages. When I say trying, I mean like looking up things to figure out the best way to learn, like Spanish. Who's we? Me and my husband. Gotcha. My husband and I. So yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to like trying to learn. The Smiths.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Smith. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you guys should have that.
2: That could be a thing. <laughs> uh, Spanish is, yeah, Spanish probably a good one. Huh? Yeah, just for as a base, because like, I would like my son to learn Mandarin. Because so I have a cousin, he speaks Mandarin. um He's been to China
1: like three or four times because he speaks Mandarin. Mandarin. So. I would, I would love if we could speak multiple languages in my household as my son gets older. True. Sure,
0: that, that makes sense. Uh, I'd actually like my children to know how to speak at least French and Spanish. Yeah. Those two. Uh-huh. Um, I was in Abidjan last year and I didn't speak French, but, you know, I did a little bit of French in what, high school or whatever, mm-hmm. but I was just trying to get by. Not sure, not sure. <laughs> using my sign language. <laughs> using my sign languages as much as I could and stuff. Guys if you're listening to this right now, do me a favor, um, screenshot your screen right now. We're talking to Walton Smith. So whatever platform you're listening to this on, take a screenshot of your screen and share it on social media. Uh, if you don't want to post it on your main page, you can do a story, Instagram story, WhatsApp story, whatever, WeChat story. <laughs> I still haven't had that WeChat account. I promised I was going to download WeChat and start getting to use the application because I have some Asian friends who use WeChat a lot and um, apparently it's really big. Like they have all these Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, Chinese messaging apps like QQ and Mm -hmm. WeChat. Stuff like that. It's like really big. So yeah, they made a play for Africa a bunch of years ago but it didn't work out. Oh, really? And out of all these countries you've gone to, what's your like most memorable experience?
1: Which country would you like to go to? Go back to Africa? I don't really like Mm. Um,
2: I told my husband and I was like, it's like a clean New York. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I was so smitten.
1: I was like, oh oh.
2: And we stayed in like a financial district so it felt like Wall Street.
1: Mm. And
2: I was just like, oh. I was I was in love.
1: I said, we could live here.
2: And my husband is like very, he wants to live out the country gotcha. before my son turns to him. Um, really? Like move out yeah, of the country? he wants to move. Before he gets to that age where it's like he should be in a stable place, mm-hmm. uh, so before my son turns ten, he wants to move out the country, and I'm like, okay, well, I vote for London because <laughs> this place is yeah, for, it's, so for you. It's, it's for all you? <laughs> <laughs> it's for all
1: of
2: us. Everybody wins. Gotcha. But it was just, it felt. Um, I guess this is kind of selfish, but it felt, it felt like I knew where I was. It didn't feel foreign per se, um, and it's just so much history there too. I was. Really interested in staying there. We went to Buckingham Palace, we were on the double-decker buses, like we did all this walking, all this shopping. We have double-decker buses in DC. <laughs> I'm good.
0: I wish we had a camera, I should have seen the picture. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. But, um, we, I've been trying to get my mom to go to South Africa, Stony'sburg for like all my life. Home and have you been to Africa at all? No. Have your parents been to Africa at all? No. So like well, I'm working on it. So like I said, my mom does these trips every year. Yeah, I was gonna say we all the history of mom. We yeah, go. we need to go. But she she's been wanting to go too. My aunt recently went, like last summer and she stayed for two weeks with her friend, like just like having a really amazing experience. I've been trying to get my mom to go, specifically Johannesburg. Essence was having like a festival there. And I was like, okay. In Johannesburg? Mm-hmm. I thought the Essence Festival was with the New Orleans or something. No, so they were having one in Johannesburg. And now Africa, I think, is going to Johannesburg, too. But I always I wanted to go. So um, I've been like pushing, like, hey, mom, next year, I'm go to Africa. This year, she's trying to go to Japan. So I'm like, okay, cool. Like, can we go to Africa? Man, I'm like, <laughs> let's, let's really get this done. And I know it's just so much to get there. shots um, okay. and all those other things. I'm like, girl, we could do this. I guess for a first time South Africa makes
0: sense for a first time mm-hmm. uh, to Africa. but if you really want to see Africa, you need to go up. Like okay. East Africa. Okay. West Africa. Of course go to Ghana. Yeah. Nigeria, Lagos in December is really cool. Oh in December? I mean, mm-hmm. December is like it's, we, we call it dirty December, is a thing. Okay. Yeah, everyone's back home, and it's just like the city, honestly, it's like New York, but December is like extra, extra. Extra, kind of thing. So, yeah, Lagos is a, a thing. Then, of course, Kenya, Tanzania, mm-hmm. Zanzibar, all that stuff, Uganda, um, East Africa, also. Um, Morocco, Egypt, if you want to go up north, mm-hmm. Morocco, especially. Yeah. Um, that's also cool. I'm
1: going to take all that down. <laughs> yeah,
0: come on. Let's go. No. Yeah, but Ghana definitely. Ghana definitely. And I know some people who are listening to this one, Nigerian, who are like, dude, why are you coming? We have this <laughs> twerk. i yeah, we, <laughs> we have this twerk thing
2: because of Jalong. Yes, I know. I know. I have yeah, that's it. a thing. I have experienced uh, I don't know. Wait, wait, wait. Difference. Okay, wait, wait. What I can't, I can't tell you because okay. I don't know. Good answer. I don't know. <laughs> Nobody beat me up, please.
0: Nobody. Well, okay, okay. I'll, I'll know where. I we was at my friend's house. What city? Um,
2: no, it was in Britain. Oh,
0: yeah. Oh,
2: but you know what? They're
1: Nigerian.
2: So... Ah, there we go. I must have been Nigerian though. There,
0: there we go. There oh. we go. Boom. The Ghana jail office is also cool. I'm just joking. (laughs) It's like a
2: jail festival in DC. There is. I'm actually
0: covering that. It's in Silver Spring, Maryland. Oh, that's cool. Um, It's July, I think, the first week of July. I think July the 6th or 7th. Yeah, something like next week. Yeah, I'm actually covering that. So I'll interview contestants. We have representatives from Liberia, Senegal. And uh, it's funny because Jollof actually originated From Senegal mm-hmm. well, Now we've co-opted the whole thing Everybody And it's now Nigeria versus Ghana <laughs> Good job <laughs> that's, you know. oh,
1: that's
0: cool Talk to me a little bit about sorority life I'm always intrigued and One day I'll like, do I'm just trying to learn about it And one day I'll like, get songs well versed In mm-hmm. the whole Greek thing And let's talk about it for like an hour But talk to me about sorority life So I know about like. Greek letter organization. And when she says Greek letters for those listening to outside the country, from outside the country, it's like, you know, Omega Phi.
1: Yeah.
2: Omega Phi Phi, uh, Delta Sigma Theta Incorporated. That's the story that I'm in. But I think um, the best thing for me to explain is it's not just a college commitment. It's a commitment to be within a sisterhood or brotherhood for a lifetime. Yeah. And, and wait, wait, wait. So uh, all sororities... Like,
0: male only or female only? Yes. No,
2: not all the work. So there's different kinds, but as far as black and Greek letter organizations, right. it's either male yes. or female. Gotcha. But there's like other organizations where, like say, there's a man fraternity. Every, anyone could be in that fraternity, a man or a woman. Uh, um, so that's just like one, one example. But the biggest, the, biggest difference between our organization and other Greek letter organizations is that it does not stop when you graduate to college. Gotcha. So we're about scholarship. Everybody's about scholarship. Everybody's about service um, amongst their other things that they do specifically in sisterhood, brotherhood, whatever it is. And you stick to that. So it, it's something that you do with college. Like You do the community service. You do the programming about... Poverty, HIV, financial education, things of that nature in your schools. But when you graduate, you do those things in your community also. So a lot of people, I can just compare white group leader organizations as more of a networking thing. Um, It's networking with black group leader organizations too, but for us, it's something that is forever. It's not something that stops when you graduate college. Um, So usually people who join these organizations are people who want to make a difference. Gotcha. In some move, some shape or form. And that's, I mean, I mm-hmm. think that's the best way to explain it. It's for movers and shakers, people who like to change. Like Martin Luther King was a, a member of Alpha County. He was? Yeah. Wait, Martin Luther
0: King was great. Martin Luther King was great. Yep. Interesting. What what college did he go to? He went to Morehouse. Oh, he went to Morehouse? Mm-hmm. Oh. Shout out to Morehouse, by the <laughs> way. That's the Fred Smith, Stuart
2: Yeah. Yeah. Shout yes. out to Morehouse. Yes. Nice. So, if, you will see if you look in the, in the history books, a lot of our leaders, our black United American leaders, they were in Greek for attorneys or uh, for sororities. So, like Shirley Chisholm, the first woman to run, the first black woman to run president, she was a president. You will see that people who become a part of these organizations are people who want to make a
0: difference. And, you know, looking from outside, and I don't know if I'll blame the media for this, but some of the Black Greek organization might just be misconstrued to, like, when you watch movies like you got service, you all set it up. like Everyone, like, dances in formation (laughs) and has fun, like, that's pretty much They don't get to see the other side Mm -hmm. of it, So
2: that's kind of, like, the way it's portrayed to some extent,
1: internationally.
2: Yeah, no, I I completely understand. You would kind of, and it it stinks that that's the stigma for Black Greek organizations, that we're just dancing and, like, strolling, as people call it, or stepping, but it's just... That's a minute part of being a part of the organization. That's just the flashy part. So I guess people, you know, the media sees the flashy and they run with it. But it's so much more. Quick question. So you work for the Grammy, You interned for the Grammys for a long
0: time during your college days. Mm-hmm. What kind of music do you listen to? I
2: listen to all types. Um, I love music. Chaz, gospel music, jazz. Gospel music, yeah. Like tell me, like one of your artists. Um, Jonathan McReynolds. Okay. he has a song called cycles and it's basically about generational like curses basically and breaking those things that deep yeah okay yeah it's great i love it and i, I sounds african i can relate to <laughs> <laughs> yeah, breaking those things that happen in your family or happen in your life and making sure you don't repeat them do you believe in curses well you grew up in the south so yeah well i mean as far as curses i i think that Things can happen in your family and they become in, ingrained into your DNA where it just it's normal. No, yeah, I'm trying to make it scientific. I mean, curses, curse, like the dude. <laughs> <laughs> okay, not voodoo. No, I'm not voodoo. I boo-do. but I mean, I believe like there's demons. So yeah, I guess curses. Yeah, I mean yeah. But I believe in those demons. They can be broken. Of course. Of so. Course. So gospel music, gospel uh, jazz, salsa. I grew up heavy. salsa. Yeah, grew up heavy really? salsa, salsa. My dad. People think he's Puerto Rican because. Yeah, yeah, people think he's Puerto Rican. I'm serious, but he on <coughs> the dance like he can really, he can really dance. Um, to salsa. So I grew up in Saturday mornings between Kirk Franklin and not Selena, but Kirk Franklin and jazz, like Kenny G and. Um, Some type of salsa music, Santana. Yeah, that that has a man
0: who grew up in the 60s written all over it. Yeah,
2: (laughs) (laughs) that's exactly what that was then my mom. Um, So, yeah, that's what I like now, and I love R&B and I love hip-hop. I haven't really, like, I, I don't listen to the radio that much anymore just because, like, I listen to my baby songs in the car with my son. No one does. <laughs> oh, okay, so you know, like, a baby shark. Baby yeah, shark. <laughs> baby shark, five little ducks. Um, <laughs> I don't know that one. <laughs> I'm sure you can go talk to that. No, that's okay. Um, but, yeah, so right now it's, like, in the car. It's um, gospel, and baby music. Like, I know my husband. It's just us. Probably hip-hop, R&B, some jazz. He loves Coltrane. Mm. And he plays the saxophone. So oh, nice. My husband like loves anybody. Um,
0: being so they played saxophone. So what's I'm thinking about what country? I don't know if London, the sax and London go together. I don't know. Maybe I'm the guitar. Sorry. Maybe you don't care. I don't
1: care. <laughs> <laughs> we
2: gonna go there. Okay? So you better
0: learn how to play something else. <laughs> you better be okay with. But quick question: Have you ever listened to? I'm trying to sense. I know you mentioned salsa. Uh, I'm trying to I was asked that question cuz I was trying to see if uh you listen to foreign music um besides uh, maybe Latino Caribbean mm-hmm. music more recently have you heard
2: of afro yeah i just saw him on the day Awards, but i know that song um that's the just jo- jo- so afro is a
1: genre
2: oh oh you, you mean burn the boy there's an artist, though. Yeah, right? Afro beats, right? No, no, no. It's a genre. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, no, I know about the genre. My sister is actually in, she's in a dance group at her school, where it's, it's, I think it's called ASA. can't remember, but she's in the african African dance. Students Association. Yeah. And she's in a dance students. group also. So, like, she comes home with all the new music. Like, she be jamming in her room. She's like, okay, yes. I heard this before. Like, okay, I like this. This is good. Gotcha. Um. And my husband's Jamaican, so like he he also doesn't. Oh, videos. there we go. <laughs> so, so that's a dance hall. I yeah, bring like, it on. I wouldn't it's not something that I would choose on my own because I don't know
1: who to
2: choose to play. So like it'll probably yeah, Spotify. Yeah, but a half-bit's
0: And I'm I'm about to recommend you some. But so, Okay.
1: Yeah. Give me the recommendations. I'm No, uh,
0: sure. I mean you want to check out um Burna Boy. Mm-hmm. Um, he won Best International Artist at the B T Awards. What's the Joanna song I mean?
1: Johanna song, Ahmed? Johanna, I don't know. Oh, that sounds like
0: a Ghanian tune. Uh, I don't think I know that one, but... He, I, don't I don't know. know. Anyway, I'll, I'll text you. This is the best way, because the essence of the podcast, right? <laughs> it's to learn about other cultures and whatever. That's how I discovered Afreen uh, Afrin, Afrin uh, the Pakistani song. Uh, a couple of episodes ago. That's yeah. how I discovered a whole bunch of music. That's how I got into Saudi Arabia comedy. Okay. Believe it or not. Yeah, let me tell you. <laughs> Netflix
2: has every culture. Yeah, bro. My mom watches the Japanese. But not everyone. Not right, everyone. Right. There's not a lot of African. I, I've seen my it's few growing. Yeah. Yeah. She's it like, My mom loves, I don't know if you're a chief daddy. But she like loves. Yeah, chief daddy. That's a Nigerian thing. Yeah, that was good. There. But she watches everything from Korean. She watches. African, if they have it, um, people are started She watches literally everything
0: on Netflix. I like it mom already, man. She she seems like she's making a real deliberate epo- effort
2: to like she, to learn yes. about you know other people. places. very cultured. Nice. Very, it's trickling down. Not completely cultured. Okay.
0: But
1: anyway,
2: back to your recommendations.
0: I mean, Burn the Boy, obviously from Nigeria. Um, you like hip-hop. Um, you grew up in the same town as Cole, so you want to check out Nasty C. Okay. Uh, he's a South African rapper. Like you want to check out Mr. Easy, who's like half Nigerian, half Kenyan. who I always tell on you know, which side. <laughs> who did we go the
1: dance? Yeah, you
0: want to check out Mr. Easy, you want to check out Whiskey, uh, yeah, that is.
2: yeah,
0: yeah, both Nigerian. You want to check out um, Diamond Platinum from Tanzania, okay? Is it Tanzania? Yeah, it's just Tanzanian, and a couple of Kenyan artists, also, uh, Victoria Kemani, and all those artists. I used to like, I've forgotten this guy's name. I used to have one or two different artists that I used to like, but uh, that was so long ago. (laughs) Timbaland used to sample a lot of their stuff Ah, back then, but. Hopefully, I got the money for those eh? samples. Hey, that's another thing man. The, the industry is so unstructured, especially right. in like South Africa. South Africa is a little more structured, but right now, you know, we're trying to get all those things in place mm-hmm. like publishing, yeah, all that good okay. stuff. Because um, it was like off the backs of us just young people who just wanted to have a good right. time. And right. it just became this multi-billion dollar industry. Yeah, but it's our negative Okay, so uh, we've gotten to know about you a little bit, and in a moment we'll get to play something called Endgame.
2: Okay. I, was, I heard about this, so, okay, I'm excited. Okay, where, where did you hear about it from? Um, on your on your podcast. Oh, yeah, this is a couple of episodes. Yeah, what, what episode? Actually, this is an episode where you were going back to explain why you were doing what you were doing. Oh, um, yeah. So I'm interested to know, did you ever, um, you said there was an episode that was a little controversial.
0: Yeah, there was.
2: not that one yet?
0: No, it hasn't been oh, released yeah, yet.
2: Okay, we're going to wait for that. <laughs>
0: Wait, is that spiked your interest? I
2: was like, no, it's not what spiked But I was like,
0: hmm, okay. I wonder what it was. Yeah, it's a little controversial. I'm still, like, working. I mean, I published, like, what, 26, 27 mm-hmm. episodes now. So I'm just, the content is just starting to take shape. Yeah. Like, now, I pivoted once or twice. Yeah, okay. It's just starting to take shape now, so I don't want to get it out there. That's one of the reasons why I haven't started video yet.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I want everything to be, like, perfect. Okay, It's defined. This is exactly what we're doing. This is what our guests is what I'm marketing that marketing start doing all that online marketing stuff I mean, that's your field, right? Yes, oh my gosh What a thing So much noise, how do you sort through the whole
2: It's like I mean, it's a science, honestly It is, right? Understanding keywords yeah. and understanding time and algorithms mm. and
1: understanding your audience too. because if you don't know like your audience, what does that matter? Yeah, true, true. I
0: mean, it's all that advertising was in the 90s and stuff. I can relate to you because my, my brother is also, like, he has, like, a social media agency uh, called Redcraft, and he's also, like, in the field. So, yeah, he's always, like... Is he here? Uh, no, he's in Chicago. Oh, okay. Yeah, as well as I have to look it up. She- Red Craft, yeah. It's, like, a... Small thing. He's still working. That's like his thing. He's trying to like get off the ground, mm-hmm. but he's like in that whole world. And he yeah. went to school, studied media and advertising, mm-hmm. and all that good stuff. So it's you know, a lot, and it's it's it, it's difficult because it's changing all the time. Yeah, but look at the bright side. Look on the bright side. At least you guys are in a generation where demand for your services are at its peak. Yeah like at its peak, like mm-hmm. literally. Like some people might argue that if you start advertising like mm-hmm. maybe in the early you or know, mid nineties and you're along Madison Avenue or whatever, mm-hmm.
1: you
2: might
0: not necessarily have a shot.
2: It you know, you you wasn't even <laughs> online like this um, Exactly. But I mean, I just wanna leave with this. Online marketing is not the I means, it's just a tool. Mm-hmm. You have to it's it's a it's a piece of the puzzle. And that's a lot of people's mistakes where they think that it's the puzzle it's not. So what what were the other pieces? Um, understanding your market is very big, but also like online marketing is So analytics. Yeah, analytics, all mm-hmm. that data. And understanding how to break down that data. Mm-hmm. Um and using it properly to create the ads and promotion online, but then it's it's not just like social media. There's newsletters, there's um emails, there's podcasts, there's so many ways are following. to people market people. yourself mm-hmm. and you can't rely on social media only. That's not, not going to be Social media is a going way. Some people just rely on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> like, and you know, I mean, that's cool. It's working for some people. I guess. Instagram shuts down. Yeah. What You're in a frenzy. True. You need an email list, you need a website, you need something that leads your people back to where you are so they can buy your service. If exactly. you're wedding on Twitter and Instagram yeah, a
0: couple more years. sure. <laughs> I guess uh, a couple of people know this, though. Maybe um depends on what you're doing. Like, if you're an artist, you're mm-hmm. probably attacking this through uh, multiple different channels, I would assume. Yeah. Uh, but if you're just, like, an influencer or something, I don't know. But it pays to go to all pay. these platforms. It if, if all pays. Yeah. It how long will it last. Okay, so are you ready to play the end game? Yeah, let's go. Okay, put on your. I hope you have your mom on speed dial because I have some questions here. Uh-huh. <laughs> Mama, let's see if you talk her well growing up. I'm just joking. Oh, I'm just joking. Yeah. <laughs> so this, this should be easy ones. I just have a couple of uh, questions in there. Uh, let's be a little more deliberate about learning about culture, especially black culture, mm-hmm. and giving you a background. Uh, so first question, when is black history month?
2: Black History Month was created. It's actually a week. Okay, let's go. So, <laughs> it was created by um, a member of Omega Sci-Fi. So really? Black History organization. What state? Like, oh,
1: state. Oh. Mm. I
0: actually Googled this before the episode. I don't
1: know. I don't, I'm going to say really. Maryland. No, it wasn't it's the name,
0: uh, Wait, let me see. For black sure. History Week started... Oh! Merlin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: whoop, whoop, whoop. Okay. 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 Oh wait, is this Merlin?
0: This Wikipedia, so you never know. no nah, it's
2: it's probably. Right. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Thank you. <laughs> so you want to talk a little bit about Black History Month? Um, I love oh. Black History Month. I wish that it's crazy because America was built by Black people, enslaved Black folks, mm-hmm. and, and we have invented. A lot of things that people have stolen and gotten credit for peanut butter, peanut, okay, Jack Daniels, Garrett Moore, right? Stuck from a slave. Oh my god, jazz music, what? music,
1: mm. music,
2: period, blues, music, rock, rock, really? Yeah, Chuck Berry. Wait, Chuck, no, all no rock was before no rock was around Chuck Berry. Um, that age, that that time, When did rock start? Because 60s. I think it started in the sixties. No, no, it six was before. 50s.
0: Whenever I think about rock, I just think about Elvis like Virgin rock. Records and English bands. Oh,
2: yeah. God Save the Queen and all that <laughs> stuff. because um, <clears throat> Elvis stole from a black woman, and that, and he's like the king of rock and roll. But right? he's,
1: um, anyway, I won't speak ill Um him. <laughs> um, but I do. That
2: Uh, but anyway, I just, I just, I know for a fact that black people have created so many things and it's crazy that we have to have a month where we educate the entire nation about all of those things while they've been hidden from us in our own
0: history. Wait, 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 is that the essence of Black History Month to educate the nation?
2: I thought it was like
0: to educate the Mm -hmm. black
2: community Black community It is, but now it's taken off as this like thing where it's like, Everybody's doing it. Oh, it's Black History Month. We're gonna fifty percent off of this for Black History Month because this, that, and the other. Black History Month. is had a commercial. It capitalism has to tie into everything,
0: right? Yes. Yeah, I so, went on LinkedIn during um, Pride Month or mm-hmm, Pride Week, mm-hmm. and all these companies had the rainbow logo yeah, on LinkedIn. They're
2: commercializing week. these things. Yeah, that, you know, <laughs> that was quick. Yeah, I, guess. I mean, I guess some people wouldn't even say that, um, but what. I don't like when companies use it as their only time to promote history or promote Latin history or promote whatever it is that you're talking about. These things should be in your history, but you should know that Garrett Morgan invented the street light. Mm. You should know that. I mean the stop what is it? Whatever the lights that go green, green, red, yellow, the stoplight. Yeah. You should know that. You should not have to guess. You should not have to look for it. It should be in the history books. So, I mean, it's like it's bittersweet because finally we get some acknowledgement on a larger scale, but you ignore us every other month. Do we need acknowledgements? I think that for our own selves, we need to see that. I can't be who I don't
0: see. But you know something? You know want to ask that question? Because sometimes, um, so I came from Nigeria. The first 20-what years of my life were spent back home, and. At- Everyday is Black History Month. Yeah, everyone's Black. That's the luxury where I come from. Exactly, and I understood that. Like, so coming here, I guess my first few months, I had a couple of friends who used to ask me, "Oh, why are you always like confident and taking chances and doing things?" Like, mm-hmm. you hear immigrants, you know, come here, whatever. But like, because I didn't grow up with a mentality where I was oppressed. Mm-hmm. Like, I was just like, you're free to do whatever. So even though we had issues with like corruption or whatever, um, there was no systematic oppression as it was here. Yeah. We had military dictatorships and a couple of other stuff. Um, so I guess it's a different mentality. Yeah. But I guess in mm-hmm. a way, like how some immigrants look at it is like, like why do you need validation? Like why do you just say,
2: hey, like, go build a candle or you whatever, know, like, to help everyone else? Like, what right. I really think. No, I completely understand where you're coming from. I think that unfortunately, like I said, my my great grandmother, who's still alive, mm. her grandparents were slaves. True. My grandmother who's still alive, like she's seventy-eight. So she's she's still here to this day. There are, she keep it cotton. There are people from that time period, we are still uh, we still feel the effects of slavery. People don't want to say that. It's just it's it is what it is. White people have been put on a pedestal because they worked off our backs and they now have all the money to show for it black people don't have that we don't even some people don't even know around their neighborhood like they don't even know anything outside of that so for me it's important for black people to see those things to get that acknowledgement to understand that you are great like slavery was a thing here but it's not (laughs) we were awesome before that and we were awesome while we were in it um for me that's why it's it's, i just i know people who don't like mr copeland the ballerina she's the first black whatever main ballerina of that company in the united states it's some little black girls who were told they couldn't be ballerinas and now they see her so it's really important for me for us to have that acknowledgement that people understand that we actually did these things like we worked on these things true we're not dumb, we're not lazy you can't like my King said you can't tell a man to pick himself up by his own like on bootstraps mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying
0: so sorry i get a little passionate about this no, no, no. i'll <laughs> just you know trying to play devil's advocates of no, course no, it's, I, it's I really important to uh you know uh make sure that um history isn't like thrown under the bus and like generation like your son and his mates and people growing up with him know mm-hmm. exactly we celebrate black excellence and know exactly where his ancestors uh, come from but all that to say that black history month is in february Yeah, <laughs> in the u.s and canada um Black history in Ireland and the UK is actually in October. I do not
1: even know they.
0: Oh. Yeah, they apparently there's a thing uh, there's a whole yeah. racism thing concerning yeah. black history in some parts of Europe, um, black where black people black. wear blackface. But that's a whole different yeah. story.
1: They
0: were like, it's hot. What about ADOs? Which is interesting. I just started hearing about ADOs like late last what year. that? That's a question. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. Okay. So, ADOS, ADOS, is actually American of, American descendants of slaves. Oh, okay. Uh, which is something also interesting I was looking at. I was like, do uh, we, like I said, it, it's basically like Americans whose great, great, great grandparents were slaves, mm. and so they are here in America, compared to maybe blacks who came from another country, mm. or, you know, go to America, like, another way. So um, I I think it came up because of, like, the elections Mm -hmm. um, where um, some black leaders are trying to hold um, presidential candidates in the U.S. accountable. Like, what exactly are they going to do for the black community? Which, it's about time Mm -hmm. they do that. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they're asking for a bunch of stuff, you know. Uh, Reparations. Yeah, reparations. Um, That, on Mm -hmm. one hand, is cool. And I fully support that. But, like I said, again, like, playing the devil's advocate, I'm like... Uh, isn't this like splitting the black community? What do you mean? Like, because. Only the, you, only the people who have been. Yeah, you see these com- conversations on Twitter, and like, no, you're not ADOS. Like. And I'm like. Because you're not free. because you're not just in the LSA, you shouldn't get reparations? Is that the yeah. thing? No, it, it's not even about the fight for reparations. Mm-hmm. Like, the whole black community, like, first, first things first, like, the black community constitutes what, like 15, 18%? It's already a minority, like, mm. in the U.S. So, when you start bringing up things like ADOS and the Apple, they're splitting that 15%. So, what are people
2: saying? Just because you're not ADOS, what?
0: I see, I see crazy conversations like that on Twitter. Like, people actually make that, and there was an article in one of the HBCUs. I can't remember which one it was, about um, uh, people from... Of, Foreign or anything. people I know in U.S. like, oh. gets in, like, scholarships and positions oh, okay. over. So the things like, conversations like, that not coming up. I'm like, yeah. uh, you know, I, we need to be, like, careful about things like that
2: because a yeah, split um, divides, like... It doesn't make sense. Um, so, it's not ADOS, but my husband and I were just talking about in, um, Spike Lee... Spike Lee? Spike Lee's show, um, uh, She's Gotta Have It. Mm. They have, like, a, a debate about American black... Um, movie stars and English black movie stars and I was like I was talking to my husband I said this is like saying I'm more oppressed than you like this doesn't make any sense Mm -hmm. why are like you're saying why are we dividing this up whatever the beef is for me it needs to be squashed because we need to find out how to move forward exactly Um, but But that doesn't make sense no absolutely not what I can say is that I saw um, a woman on the B T Awards said, remember, before you were anything else, you were African. And a lot of people were saying... was say, boys' mom, right, right? Oh, 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 that's awesome. So she, I found that to be empowering. I didn't find that to be shady, but there were people who had negative experiences with, I guess, African and being African-American that were like, why did she say that? Well, she needs to tell Africans not to look down on us, and my thing is... We already know was a backlash. Yeah, I on even, Twitter? Oh, my God. Oh, did I didn't even notice oh, it was ridiculous. People were like, um, but I get it. When people have personal experiences, you try to make those personal experiences everyone's experience. You try to make that generalization, and that's just not the truth, And unless you have the data and statistic. Now, there are data statistics for things, but I know that, like, for instance, some people say that, this is what I've heard, because I don't know, that Nigerians are better than anybody else. Okay, and so I've, I've seen that they mm-hmm. you off for work. In, life. <laughs> <laughs> In life. In life. Um, it, sure. it. I've seen that portrayed as far as African Americans, people that are not descended of slaves coming over to America looking down on Black Americans. I don't understand. I've never encountered that. I don't understand why that's a thing. I can see why people are upset with Black Americans because it seems like we haven't gotten anywhere. But from our point of view, it's like sometimes people don't know. Like it's sad, and also people who are coming outside of America have a foundation of who they are.
0: True, which which I can attest to. Like it's you know, there's a difference. You know, growing up, like I said, growing up, and you, you're not um, oppressing anyone. Anyway, even though we have like again tribal issues, military dictatorships, all it's that north. stuff. But yeah, there's no history of. You know, the colonization. their colonization was their Well
2: trip. take the take complete takeover annihilation.
0: Yeah, you're in oh, you're on your land, mm-hmm. you're in your country. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have history too. We're well, on our land, we're in our country. Uh, our tribes have history and all that stuff. But
2: you know, and I don't even mean to compare. I'm I'm, I'm not even i trying to do that. So I'm not even trying to negate what you're saying at all. It's just it's just interesting, like. At the end of the day, we all need to figure out. We do need to stick around. It's just uh, that there's,
0: there's, you know, all all the movements and... all the movements uh, relating to the Black community are valid. Um, to be honest, it's yeah. just that sometimes I'm just like, oh, let's just be careful the way we go about certain things mm-hmm. because it will end up creating more division in a group that's already the minority. We, can yeah. need, we need more numbers,
2: you know, we, you know. We can't afford to. People are hurt. Do certain things. Yeah, true. And so sometimes when you're hurt, you don't even understand kind of articulate what you really mean. What you really mean. What you really need. And I why I try to look little things, like when I see stuff like that about, or anything like Ado's or, it's like, why are we in competition about being oppressed? Exactly. It makes no sense. <laughs> we need to be learning to do better. We need to learn how to get out of where, where we are. And I just, it comes, it, it stems from slavery. It was taken from us. My mom, she was like, I feel like black Americans fetishize like anything foreign. It's because they don't know their own identity. They you fetishize these different cultures and these different traditions because you don't have your own. And so she was just like, We need to figure out a way for us to get that knowledge back. And she was like, If you want to know about something, you need to know about Africa. <laughs> you need to know about these countries in Africa. Don't fetishize these other places because you think it's cool and you're you're lacking that internally. You need to find it where you were from. So that's yeah. what I just feel and and Dana has this whole
0: thing. They have this whole thing, was it last year, this year, the year of the return? Okay. I think I saw that. Yeah, they have this whole thing where they're trying to integrate Africans in the diaspora, or not Africans in the diaspora, like African-Americans or Black people living abroad and who would like to reconnect with the continent and things like that. So yeah, there's a whole That's
2: thing a about story. that. I'm so good. And it's not even that, I'm not even going to say, I'm like, moving to Africa will... Solve all your
1: problems because there's no, problems
2: no. everywhere. <laughs> That's another thing. Going back, That's like, not...
0: it, hold it, on, <laughs> you need to see the story. You need to, you need to watch the, the clips on YouTube of people actually move back. Like, it's not, it's not a walk, it's not a walk in the park, yeah. at all. And that doesn't automatically create your identity.
2: Exactly. It's it just, doesn't. I think the main thing is having a. It's hard. I think it's hard for the Black Americans to to be united of, in one large front. Like I think it's just it's it's almost it's nearly impossible. They killed our leaders. Those people are not here today. Who are uniting us? For instance, in Japan, I think in Japan, some brand, some handbag brand, like did some disrespectful stuff to Japanese culture. They like similar back, to the news thing. Um, I, I don't know. It was some, ba- some bag, some bags. They yeah. just did something wrong. Yeah. Right. The people, and, and I could be wrong, it might have been in China, but the people in Japan took all of their bags back and made them go out of
0: business. Preach. Meanwhile, I was still wearing Gucci, right? Right.
2: And that's what I'm saying. Like, it's hard for us. We need a foundation, that, Like, we don't have that. I
0: hope we can get there. Gotcha. Me. So, speaking of leaders, I mean, in the 1800s, we had people like Frederick Douglass, right? But there were people like Douglass in mm-hmm. the 1900s, uh, MLK, Malcolm X, mm-hmm. or maybe Dubois. In the
2: 2000s, like, who exactly? I mean, I'm completely honest with you. I don't... I can't say that there's one person that we all identify with. And even, like, everybody can identify with MLK. Everybody can identify with Malcolm. But I think that it was one or the other. Yeah. Um, and if it's easier to mobilize, like, in any time in
0: history, it would be now. Like, with... Technology you would
2: think, and everything yeah but you know one what's thing, crazy right? they were without all of that stuff like a whole bus boycott
1: and y'all were y'all were making phone calls like, no on the no y'all, twitter y'all were sending emails Harriet. like wow so i i, I
2: don't know like, I, for me it's to get more knowledge and like give that knowledge to my child but, I don't know how who, do, you, do you know what it is? you know I'm kind of
0: like connecting it back to the history thing, maybe that is why, and um things like black history is very important because a child is born into this world, and he really doesn't know his why parents
1: know.
0: his parents don't know like he he's born that he grows up gives birth to the child, and, you you know, perpetuate whatever there's no history, there's no sense of
1: mm-hmm.
2: it continues like how how do you stop that yeah. And it's, I mean, knowledge, obviously, but it's hard. I think it's just hard to reach every crevice of the Black community and for, like, everybody to be knowledgeable. And this is all strategic, like,
1: so you can be
0: straight Okay, last question. Yes. Do you know the richest Black women in the
1: world right now? Oprah. Close. Is she on the bank? No. Okay, I don't know. Is there a black
2: woman that owns a bank?
0: Yeah. Really? I'd like to do some research. What's the name? I
2: don't know her name, um, but I saw her information not too long ago. There's a few black-owned banks. I know there are a few
0: black-owned banks, but they are basically black guys, right? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I'd like to do some research into that one. Uh, this is an article from, what, three days ago? Oh, right. 48-year-old Keiko Davis is a majority stockholder in Detroit-based First Independent Bank. Boom. So, Kiko Davis. Uh, okay, we reach out? Nice. We reach out, right? Oh, Oprah was close, cool, though. Richest Black Woman. I think it was Oprah. It was Oprah for a while. Um, Isabel Dos Santos. Ooh, nice. uh, She's an Angolan uh, billionaire. She's worth like $3.3 billion,
1: wow.
0: uh Fortunes from oil. Oil. Oh, yeah. Oprah is worth three. So, I guess $300 million oh. more. And third is Follow Richa Nigeria, $1.9 billion. Also, oil.
1: Awesome. Okay, so
0: I need to get some (laughs) oil. Gotcha. But cosmetics is like a thing now. You see, like the Rihanna's and
2: the Kylie's. Beauty is like a thing now. I'm on your podcast ever. Rihanna, yes, but not the other one. Oh, no? They steal things. Gotcha. In all cultures now, the the sister, I won't won't say her name, but she's trying to train that kimono. What's kimono? It's a Japanese term for... Oh, to, the kimono robe? Yes. She's trying to trademark it. They so always trademark a bunch of stuff. like. Was, but that's like an entire an entire culture. That is part of their history. That is part of like, their traditions. And you would think that's okay to trademark Mm-mm. She's not new to this, stuff. Anyway, I'll keep it real honest.
0: Yeah, really. <laughs> hopefully she hits billionaire star status sometime soon. Yeah,
2: Fenty's worth like three billion right now, I
0: think. Yeah, but she has like fifteen percent of Fenty, so Yeah, I know. It's awesome. As that grows, you hopefully she, her personal network, can do like be, a billion. That would be awesome. I would love that. That'll be awesome. I stand Rihanna.
1: That'll oh, be awesome.
0: Oh, so yeah, we've talked a whole bunch uh, about her stuff. It's really um nice having you here on the podcast today. Uh, is there anything within Tauchin? Um, anything
2: you wanna I think. Okay, so I just want to plug really quickly. So we run an Instagram page called Black Women Owned, and I highlight Black women anywhere. United States, London, whatever, Ghana, whatever. Um, Like, literally, I've done those things. But I highlight Black women in their products and services
1: because
2: Black women, there are over 2 million Black women-owned businesses, and our biggest issue is revenue and capital. So we're not making enough, and the banks aren't giving us money
1: to build our businesses.
2: So I did my part, and I made an Instagram page to hopefully get these women more customers and more services. And eventually, I like to branch out and have events um, for Black women in business just around the area and then maybe in the country. Um, but yeah, I just want to plug that real quick. Black women owned on Instagram and Twitter. If you're a Black woman, please hit me up. have any services? Anything that you sell? Need whatever. Let me know. I have a couple of recommendations. Please. I'll be forwarding it to a couple of people. Send them to me. I love to
1: highlight
2: Black women. I
0: love it. Right, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. And again, you know, conversations like this, um, some of the things we said on the podcast, there's, there's no, it's not from a place of animosity at all. No, no. Um, you know, I know how some listeners can be. I can. I might receive a tweet. Like, oh, you said this. Ah. We'll, we'll bring out like a ten second clip or something. <laughs> Our context, context, context. Yeah, context, exactly. And that's why the podcast actually exists. Mm-hmm. So people from different backgrounds, uh, people from different cultures, people with different experiences we can come together, talk about these things, and hopefully build that bridge, get to understand each other, and encourage other people to learn about other people. So thank you guys. Follow us on social media. It's Culture Class everywhere. You want to drop your social media? Yes. Yeah, um, goes by
2: Walton on every platform. I think that's my baby <laughs> by Walton.
1: Yeah. On
2: every platform. Every platform. And also
0: follow Culture Class Podcast also on every platform except Twitter. Twitter is Culture Class Podcast. Send me an email. Culture Class Podcast at gmail.com.
2: And thanks for listening. Thank you
1: for having me.